Well, another day, another Tiger spring training victory. We're going to talk about some obs- observations from that game. Then we are going to talk a little bit of World Baseball Classic, and then we'll end the show with an Andre Lipsius player preview. All today on Locked on Tigers. You are Locked on Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Friday, March 10th, 2023. Thank you for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube, uh, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. All righty. We are back. Happy Friday, everybody. Uh, hope everybody got through the week all right and is going to uh, go forward and, and, and have a nice weekend. Have a, There's a lot of, lot of cool stuff going around uh, this weekend as well. So hopefully it's an enjoyable one for you. It was an enjoyable Thursday. For all of us, Tigers fans, another victory in the, I don't know what, I was going for like some sort of analogy there, like another victory in the win column or something, and just like nothing really went with it. Anyway, the Tigers win another spring training game. Uh, You know, as I said earlier in the spring, I don't care about wins and losses in spring training, like really at all, but I'm certainly not going to be mad at wins. Uh, you know, actually, they interviewed Rich Hill, who pitched against us, played the Pirates, and uh, he talked about how, you know, the wins and losses themselves necessarily don't matter. However, preparing yourself and, and attacking with intent during spring training is important because uh, you want to be prepared and stuff for the regular season. So super, super cool. Honestly, interview. Great guy. Um, okay, let's talk about the Tigers. All right, enough enough dancing around let's talk about the Detroit Tigers 10 runs put up in this ball game uh 10 to 7 victory for Detroit I think I want to start with Nick Maton again man like I this is this dude's third homer of the spring uh he actually got to look at shortstop in this game as well uh because Javi is obviously playing for Puerto Rico in the World Baseball Classic which we'll talk about later um but he yeah another home run beautifully hit ball and the thing that makes me the most excited about it is that the home run was on a slider. And we talked about uh, it well, in his player preview a couple of days ago. I don't know. Days all mixed together at this point. But earlier this week, for sure, uh, we talked uh, Nick Maton in his player preview and talked about how his numbers on fastballs were so good and his numbers on literally everything else were so bad last year. And so seeing him spring ball or not, make an adjustment and have the ability to go yard on a slider there is beautiful. It was a hanger for sure. It was, it was uh, not a very good pitch, but I will take what I can get. I I was very pleased to see that development specifically uh, via the home run. Well, home runs are already cool. Seeing it via an off-speed pitch made it even cooler for me for Nick Maton. 
Uh, other observations in this one, Cesar Hernandez had a couple of solid ABs. Uh, I think they were mostly just flyouts. I think he had two flyouts, but his at-bats are just really good, man. Like he, he's not going to put up, you know, three or four wins or anything like that. But uh, I, 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 it wouldn't shock me at all if he was an everyday player, if he got, you know, one and a half, even pushed like a two-win season. That, that wouldn't shock me at all. He's just like a really solid regular and I, I don't think he'll be much of a regular on this team, at least not to start off the season. But, uh, I mean, who knows? Like, with the with the future of scope kind of not certain, uh, especially in the second half of the season, and depending on what uh, how certain prospects look at certain other positions, uh, I mean, who knows uh, how much playing time Hernandez is going to get. But I do think that every day I, I become slightly more confident that he is going to be – if not on the opening day roster, at least in the majors pretty prevalently at some point this season. Okay. Next up, uh, let's talk Kerry Carpenter. Uh, he had a ground ball that went for a triple that probably should have been a ground out, but a little bit of misplayed over there at first base by Carlos Santana, I believe. And, I, you know, I kind of mentioned this earlier in the week as well, but I just wanted to reiterate, I, if the season started today, I don't think Kerry Carpenter's on this roster. And there's still, what, two weeks, three weeks left? There's still plenty of spring ball left, okay? I'm not jumping to, to conclusions and saying that, you know, he has no chance or anything. But if the season started tomorrow and I was making a, a roster, a 26-man roster, I wouldn't put him on it based on what we've seen so far in the spring. And I wouldn't predict that this current coaching staff would put in management would put him on it either. Um, I still really like some of the upside with Carpenter. I think he's got a, a powerful swing. He brings thump to a lineup that doesn't have very much thump and especially didn't last year. He was uh, uh, one of the biggest stories in the organization. So we'll see if he can continue to develop and whatnot this year. Uh, but I think that he's probably going to start off the season in AAA at this point. Again, fluid situation, but as of right now, that's kind of where I stand on it. Uh, and then a, a counterpart to Kerry Carpenter is Akil Badu, who we obviously talk about a ton. And in this game specifically, you really got a, a just up-close seat to his value kind of being put on full display. Like, there was one at-bat where he drew a walk, he goes to first, okay? Then, who was it? Ryan Kreidler, it was, then hit, like, a bloop flare single over the second baseman's head into right field. Akil goes from first to third on that, not even close, like, no throw even over to third, like, comfortably goes first to third on it, okay? And then... Uh, I just forgot who it was. Ryan Kreidler, right? At first, then gets in a rundown. Pickoff attempt, gets caught in a rundown between first and second. And Badu steals home during that pandemonium and gets his hand in there and is safe and scores a run. That is the the definition of Akil Badu's value. He's drawing walks. He's wreaking havoc, chaos on the base paths. And scoring runs that way. It, does he have the home run ceiling that Kerry Carpenter has? No. But he has so many other tools that Carpenter doesn't. And if you are lining them up and comparing them, truly it's going to be one or the other type of scenario or type of conversation. Uh, I, I think pretty comfortably uh, currently on March 10th, uh, Badu is going to get the nod there. 
Okay. Let's talk uh, pitching a little bit. So Michael Lorenzen started this game. This is the first time we've seen Michael Lorenzen on the bump on a televised game in the spring. Uh, His other outings have not been televised. So uh, cool to finally see him, his stuff. I thought his stuff looked really good. Uh, I I thought there was also important to note. I want to bring this up every time I notice it. uh, They were doing the combo pitch calling thing as well. So uh, most of the game was called by whoever was behind. I think for most of Lorenzen's outing, it was Jake Rogers. Uh, and then later in the game, it switched to Donnie Sands. But uh, they, they were kind of majority, it looked like, was getting called by catcher. But Lorenzen certainly was not afraid to go and call his own pitch in certain situations as well. So, again, something I really want to keep tabs on. That's super fascinating to me. Uh, so I'll, I'll keep we'll keep talking about it as the spring goes along. Um, but yeah, I thought the stuff was really good. Uh, it's just the command wasn't. He didn't really have too much command of really anything. Uh, three walks and three strikeouts gives you kind of the vibe of of the outing, right? Good stuff, not good command. Uh, he threw a ton of changeups, which kind of surprised me uh, this early in the spring. But yeah, threw more changeups actually than any other pitch. So kind of cool to see that. Uh, so then again, when they were located even semi decently, they were really effective. It's just not a, a ton of them were uh, the cutter and slider. I also thought looked pretty solid. The movement on them really, again, like I, I don't want to just keep reiterating myself, but I, I mean, true. Like the fastball was 94, 95 miles an hour. It, it really was just a case of, of good looking stuff, sharp looking stuff, not very good command. And it's still early enough in the spring where you can kind of just take that and go, okay, let's see some adjustments in their next outing and uh, no harm, no foul. Okay, let's get into uh, some of the other relievers because uh, there's one reliever in particular that I'm really excited to talk about. But first, I got to tell you all about our friends over at Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all the fat and calories, you have to try Built Bar. We just got through the holidays, and I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. Uh, If you're like me, you want to eat healthier, right? We've talked about it so much. Like obviously in January, everybody, New Year's resolutions in February, Valentine's Day. Now we're at a point where it's either you're sticking by your resolution or you're not. And if you're still trying to get through it, you have to try Built. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious. You won't think they're good for you, but they are. They're perfect for trying to stay healthy without sacrificing taste. What makes them so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. They come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond. I'm not sure how Bill does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. They're unbelievable. Only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. Now you don't need to wait around to get a box either. For years, I've been telling y'all about how you can get a box at Built.com. You can still do that, but now you can go to your local Walmart, get a four-bar box, go to your local Sam's Club, get a 13-bar box. Built, join the movement, okay? They're taking over. Sam's Club, Walmart, Built.com, however you want to acquire them. Just get your hands on some Built Bars today. All right, everybody, welcome back here. Segment two of Locked on Tigers. I appreciate y'all for tuning in as always. Uh, Forever grateful for all of you. Uh, So let's talk about the relievers in this game. 
I've kind of touched on the offense. There's one more thing I want to talk about offensively, but uh, we kind of talked about everything we, we can on the offensive side of the ball. We talked about the starting pitching. Bullpen, there's two storylines out of the bullpen in this game, okay? One is a much quicker one, and it's Will Vest and Matt Whistler. Neither of them, I I have not been too impressed with either of them in the televised games we've seen them show in so far this spring. Um, and I don't think, I mean, especially Whistler, but uh, Vest, you know, for, for as much as he was kind of a staple early on last season, like it, we're quick to forget that he was optioned at one point and then an injury happened and he came right back. But like he was on the outside looking in when this bullpen was at full health and, and was pre-trade deadline and all that. So I, I think that it's it's definitely not just a guarantee that either of these guys, but Will Vest more so, is is just going to like be on the opening day roster. And so far in the spring, I, I've been uh, – there's been a, a little bit to be desired there. I still really like Will Vest slider. Uh, I think uh, it's always been command with him and it will always continue to be. So we'll take everything with a grain of salt. It's one spring training outing. Okay. So the biggest grain of salt, the biggest of grains of salt, uh, but something to keep an eye on for sure. This bullpen battle is so fluid and so wide open and there's so many spots available uh, I, I think it's just important to note the the people that are trending up as well as the people that are trending down, maybe. So uh, that that was kind of the, the the one thing I want to talk about. But the biggest one in this game, and this might be the biggest thing for me, offensively pitching anything, really, Bo Brisky looked nice, okay? And this was reliever Bo Brisky, and he was pumping 97 mile an hour four seam fastballs, 96, 97 mile an hour sinkers. He threw five sliders that averaged 89 miles an hour. Okay. Now we haven't seen too much of Brisky in that pure reliever role, right? Last year, he was pretty much exclusively a starter. So far this year, it's either been starting or long enough relief where it's like kind of a piggyback start situation. This was, he threw two innings, and he knew he was throwing, throwing exactly two innings. And he let it fly. And so when you're talking about the bullpen battle, yet again, I think Brisky might be right-handed Tyler Alexander for this team. And not, you know, obviously they have very different repertoires. I'm not trying to compare the, the two of them as pitchers. I'm trying to compare the two of them as roles. For the last three years, Tyler Alexander has been the swing man that can start games if needed. And I think Brisky might end up being the opening on the opening day roster, at least the right-handed version of that, especially if he's consistently pumping 96, 97 in his one or two innings of work. I was thrilled. He had a great final stat line, really solid outing. I was blown away, literally. I mean, 97, I was blown away by, by Bo Brisky. Uh, very, very impressed. And so that was, uh, again, I think potentially the biggest storyline of the game for me was just how darn good Bo Brisky looked. So uh, that's something to keep an eye on. The only other thing in this game was uh, Jace Young, first round pick last year for your Detroit Tigers, did have an at-bat in this game, which is always fun. And it was an RBI, kind of like relatively hard hit, ball into the outfield. Uh, yeah, RBI single. 
So, like, certainly, and I'm not trying to tell you he's going to make the roster. He's not even in Major League camp. But cool to see him get a look. Cool to see him get uh, a knock there. And, uh, yeah, maybe we'll see him a little bit more as the spring goes. This is a big year for Jace Young. I don't want to go on too much of a tangent, but this is a really, really big year for Jace Young. Uh, and I guess that's fairly like captain, obviously like this is his first full pro season. Uh, but, uh, there were a, a lot of people that going into draft night wanted Jace young. And then by the end of his rookie and his draft year, we're like, eh, that was kind of underwhelming. I don't know anymore. He can really re inject some enthusiasm into a, a lot of the people in this fan base. If he comes out and has a really Hot start to the to the year or just a good year period. So really keeping a keeping a close eye on Jace Young for sure. Okay, let's talk a little, just a little World Baseball Classic. Okay, not even like Tiger centered. I, I just this is it's so awesome. I, I just I love baseball so unbelievably much, and this is like opening a whole new world to a, a lot of people that watch this beautiful game. And it's it's awesome, and it's been since 2017, right? Like I, I, I'm just I'm I'm so pumped about it. I stay up late and I watch the games, and then I DVR and or I record the, the games at five and six in the morning so I can watch them, uh, like while I'm eating lunch or whatever later in the day. Like I I I don't want to miss a single second of it, and I I absolutely love it. So like USA, I'm really pumped to watch USA, obviously. Uh, they have an incredible lineup, one of the greatest lineups ever assembled in the history of baseball. You're you're talking about, I mean, legitimately them, and I, I mean, there's definitely like some DR teams, including this year's, that are all in that conversation for like in every single baseball game ever played in the history of the world. Like this lineup might rival any of them. And so it's 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 going to be awesome just to see that much talent on the field. As far as USA goes specifically, the pitching should probably be a little better. Not to say they don't have some dogs in there, but uh, I, it, it had the potential to be a lot better. And a lot of the pitchers, understandably so, pitching is, is a lot more injury risk than hitting for the most part. So I understand the hesitation with, with some of the pitchers to, to not want to participate in the WBC, but – uh, it was slightly disappointing, I'll say, just slightly. Because again, still lineup full of dogs, still have some some good p- starting pitching rotation pieces, still have some decent bullpen pieces. But when you compare it to like what it could be, you know, a little, just a smidge underwhelming. Uh, as far as other teams, the DR is loaded. Dominican Republic going to be awesome. I cannot wait to watch that team play either. Just a lineup full of MVP candidates, um, especially the top half of it. Some dogs pitching as well. Uh, Puerto Rico was always just super fun, man. That that team is the definition of electric, right? Like all of the the most electrifying players in this game are are, are going to be on that team, and they they absolutely have the talent to make a run at it too. I'm not trying to make it sound like they don't have a very talented roster. They do. Um, I, 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 if I was to tier rank them, I think USA and DR would probably be in tier one. And then Puerto Rico would be like just a smidge in the tier below it, but absolutely. Right. Especially with how much of like one game playoff atmosphere, a lot of this is 
without a doubt, Puerto Rico, if they, if they went on a deep run, it would not surprise anybody. Japan is just awesome. That team is just sweet. Like, obviously you have Otani, which is going to make any team awesome, but that team is full of dudes that are like young and, and upcoming Japanese stars, or they're like already established ball players and are at a point where they're okay. Like this dude in two years will be posted and like able to be signed by a major league team or like three years away. This dude that's pitching today will be posted and be able to sign with an MLB team. Like it's so cool to just uh, honestly take a little bit of a look into the future. And some of them just love playing in Japan and are never going to leave. And that's awesome. I, I love that. Right. I'm all for glowing, the, growing the game globally, not just here, but it, it is, it's so cool just to see all of the, the potential, I guess that is available on that roster. Super cool. Um, other things with the WBC, I mean, like, we're just talking fun teams like Netherlands. I don't think Netherlands is going to win, but uh, Kingdom of Netherlands is an awesome team and has a really, really nice infield. Pretty underrated squad there. Um, Matt Harvey is starting for uh, Team Italy. That's kind of awesome. You know, the Dark Knight returns. That's kind of cool. I, I guess we'll see how he does. Uh, for me, I, I have not seen him pitch. I don't know when that game is. So I don't know if you, the listener, have seen that yet or not. That might be tonight in my reality. I don't know. I haven't looked at the schedule, but kind of funny. And then Italy, like, you know, the Fletcher brothers as well, part of that team. So kind of cool. Uh, Australia versus Korea. When you're listening to this two nights ago for me last night, okay, Wednesday night, Australia versus Korea. One of the most amazing baseball games I've seen in recent memory. Just absolutely electric. Three-run homers, a ton of lead changes, a comeback. Like, winning runners on base at the end of the game. Like, just absolutely awesome. Uh, yeah, Tommy Edmond on, on uh, Team Korea. Just super, super cool. So, I, I love I love the World Baseball Classic. I just love this game. And then I guess for Australia too, like Warwick Southpole for those deep cut Tiger fans, right? That, that are looking for some deep cuts. Warwick Southpole, who uh, came out of the Tigers bullpen for, I think, three seasons, like two and a half years, maybe. Like he, he was around for a decent amount of time in that 2016-17 era. Uh, Warwick Southpole is the, I think still to this day, the only Australian Detroit Tiger MLB level Detroit Tiger in team history and so seeing him go out there and pitch in that game was super cool and then I think the only other thing is just like don't sleep on Canada that, that's a low-key a really nice roster and uh, they could absolutely get second place in our group I, I think if they go on a little bit of a heater there so uh, to all of my uh, my our, our Canadian fans I know we did we do have plenty of Canadian Tiger fans um, I, I got you all I'm, I'm looking out all right team Canada is low-key pretty nice so Okay, let's get into our final break, and then we will talk a little bit of Andre Lipsius. But first, I got to tell you all about our friends over at FanDuel Sportsbook. It's the midway point of the NBA season, so now it's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, it's secure, it's super easy to use, and then you can bet on everything. The money line, point scores, threes drained, etc. 
Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss your chance to get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, everybody, welcome back. Third and final segment here, Locked on Tigers. Let's talk Andre Lipsius a little bit. This isn't a super big player preview just because I think I would love Andre Lipsius to be on this opening day roster. Uh, and I, I don't think it's going to happen still, but I, I, would, I would love it. He's one of my favorite prospects, one of my favorite players in this entire organization. Okay, I'm one of his biggest fans. Uh, but I I don't think that there's too much to break down as far as his role on the team this upcoming season, right? Like we could spend a whole we did spend a whole episode talking about Tyler Alexander and what roles he's going to be in and stuff. Lipsius I think is pretty straightforward, but let's talk about him, okay? So third round draft pick in 2019, uh, he's the on base percentage king. That's that's pretty much all there is to it. He is the OBP King when looking at his stats in 2022 in AAA, he had a 302 batting average, a 388 on base percentage and a 453 slug. And in double A before his call up to AAA last season in 372 plate appearances, he had a 264 average with a 392 OBP and a 426 slug. Okay. He is, Remarkable. And the on-base percentage king is in full effect in last season, especially. Okay. It's always been a thing. Like everywhere he's been, he's always walked at a really high clip, but double a last year. Okay. 88 games. He had more walks than strikeouts. I know that that is not the first time I've said that on this show, but he is awesome. And I love him. And it is exactly just like my type of hitter. 16.4% walk rate paired with a 15.1% K rate in double A. He gets called up to triple A. His K rate goes up to 17.6%, which is still pretty low, relatively speaking. And his walk rate is still at 13.3%, which is, again, still unbelievably solid. Okay, so on base percentage, just go. And I love it. He was hitting a lot of fly balls also in double A, which is a good sign. Hard hit fly balls was looking really solid there. He got called up to triple A and he started hitting a lot more grounders. So that's something that I'm kind of looking for, not only in the spring, which we'll talk about his spring, I guess, in a second, uh, but also wherever he starts off the season. I'm uh, presuming still on March 10th that it's going to be Toledo, but we'll, we'll see what happens the rest of the spring. Regardless, I'm looking for him to lift the ball a little bit more. Uh, I I think that that's his next step in development. Lifting the ball a little bit more against better pitching and just hitting the ball harder more consistently. And again, in spring, he's done that. He is a lot of uh, tied for grapefruit lead in homers, or at least he was at one point. Maybe he's not by the time you're listening to this, but... He, he certainly is is getting a hold of some of some baseballs for sure. So uh, great, great start to that development or adjustment or whatever uh, so far this year. But 
that that's definitely you know we need a bigger sample size of him consistently lifting the ball it doesn't even have to be home runs he's never going to be a high home run guy i think his highest home run total at any level in the minors is like nine like he, he's never yeah it, it's nine he did it twice he's never going to be a, a super high home run guy but if he can just be like a doubles like gap machine in again a home park that loves doubles I think that that with a really high walk rate is a match made in heaven. And so that that's really the next thing I'm looking for. Just lift the ball and, and hit it harder. Uh, and again, not looking for 420 foot bombs, just like nice solid line drives or fly balls into the outfield. Lift it a little bit. Uh, he has played second base and third base in the minors. Uh, he's also in spring. I've talked about this already before. Uh, so far in spring training, but he is getting a look at first base, which I love. Okay. I think he has the ability to do it. Like just stature wise, like athleticism wise, he, he totally can play first. Uh, and you know, I, I think let, let's just get into his role on the team and then I'll just send you on your way. Okay. Let's just do the whole big summary about his role on the team going forward, short-term, long-term, et cetera. Okay. So I think this year is going to be a really fun one. For Andre Lipsius, I think there, there's a, a lot of potential in what he could accomplish with this team and what he can prove this season specifically. He has the eye to have a decent floor kind of wherever he goes. And that's the part that excites me the most. It, it, the ceiling is very debatable. And that's really what all of this comes down to. How high is his ceiling? Because he's always going to give you relatively competitive ABs and work counts. But how high is the ceiling? How good can he be defensively? How good can his offensive numbers be sans decent walk numbers? And that's the, the, the goal to prove this season for him. Prove to us how high your ceiling is. Show us how high your ceiling is. Long term, I think he needs to improve defensively, either at second or third, uh, to kind of be penciled in as the long-term option at either of those positions, right? Like, I don't think we're really anywhere close to this organization just being like Andre Lipsius is the third baseman of the future or the second baseman of the future. But it is kind of reassuring, I'm sure, for him to know that as of March 10th, 2023, there is no long-term plan at either of those positions, right? We, we've This year is going to be a constant debate, I guess, and conversation around are any of these dudes going to play themselves into the long-term conversation at any of these positions where there's holes? And there's a lot. And I think Lipsius can be right into that, right in the mix of that conversation as well. Uh, he won't be on the opening day roster. I, I, I just, I don't think that. I, again, I would love it. I will throw a parade down Woodward. I'm serious. Uh, for legal reasons, I'm not serious. I don't want anyone to be like, Haha, you have to do it now. But... I mean, for real, like I, I, I would be more excited than anyone. I love the dude, but I, I think it probably makes more sense for him to start off the season in AAA. And then I do think, however, that he is going to get a look at the major league level at some point, whether it's due to injury, whether it's just part of the revolving door at third. And they're like, okay, you got your looks. You didn't do very well. Next in line, you know, like he's going to have options. He just got put on the 40 man. I fully expect him to get some looks at the major league level at some point. It's just, I, I think it's probably going to start off in Toledo. And then when you're talking long-term, well, yeah, let's talk long-term. And then we'll finish on short-term, and then we'll we'll send you on your way. Okay, 
Long term, uh, again, I I really do think that he can be kind of a multiple position defender that gives you really solid at bats. I don't know, like a like a really really high floor super utility guy. I think is kind of where I see him. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, I think so many people hear utility and they think, oh well, like you know, I want a higher ceiling than that. Like Ben Zobris made an All Star game as a utility guy. Right, like Ben Zobers put up like a what a five or a six win season or something ridiculous as a super utility player. So like that's that it's not it's not slander, and especially on a team that is run by Hinch and, and Scott Harris, versatility is king with this organization now. So like get used to it. And and I, I really do think he 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 has the ability to fit the mold, but there's a lot of stuff offensively that he still needs to grow into, I think, for him to reach that. As far as the short term. Like I already said, I do expect him to get a look this year, and I I would really pay attention to him at first base. That is so intentional. So intentional. We talk about Torque all the time. We talk about Nevin Spring. He's we're still waiting on kind of hearing the results of his injury, by the way, at the time of this recording. That there there's a, there's safety valve at first base is a very real thing that they want to find. If they need to use it, pay attention. Andre Lipsius playing first base. Okay. Wouldn't shock me. Okay. I think that's it. Lift the ball, keep walking, hit the ball hard, and be awesome, Andre Lipsius, because you are awesome. Thanks for making Lockdown Tigers your first listen every single day. Uh, for your next listen, check on the Lockdown Fantasy Baseball podcast. Check out Matt and Dom every day as they bring you the best fantasy draft strategies. Find Locked On Fantasy Baseball wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All righty. I think that is all I got for y'all. I appreciate you guys tuning in. As always, have a fantastic weekend. We will be recapping the weekend games on Monday. Uh, maybe, I don't know if they're timing wise going to make another round of maybe like roster quote unquote cuts. They're not actually cuts, but roster somewhat decisions this weekend or not, but we're probably getting close to, to another one of those. We'll have that to discuss pretty anticlimactic first one, but they will get more difficult as the spring goes along. And we will talk about it all here. I really do appreciate y'all so much. Uh, thank you for making, I, I like this, this community we have is great. And it's, it's, it really is awesome. I'm unbelievably appreciative of y'all. So peace and love going to therapy's dope. And I will catch y'all on Monday. Go Tigers, baby.